Hello and welcome to Delight, and I'm a Demon's Fan Podcast. Meets, we stand on the precipice of the first grand final in 18 years. How's the anxiety level right now? Really high. So it's it's pretty exciting, isn't it? I mean, first grand, <coughs> first grand final, I'm obviously getting ahead of myself there, but first preliminary final since, what, 2000? This is extraordinary, really. It is. And for a while there, it didn't look like we were ever going to get back there. It looked like the club might fold and, you know, get taken over by Gold Coast or something. I know, it's all happened so fast. Yeah. In a way. In a way. It's also also been really laborious. Yeah, exactly. And even the Ruse rebuild, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about that, but it was a pretty slow... It wasn't like the quickest rebuild of all time. Right. But I think the thing is, is that it's it's been sort of a steady progression in the upward direction, right? So there hasn't been any... I don't think there's... Every year we've sort of improved, right? In the number of wins we've had and in our percentage. And so it does feel like there's been a constant, continuous improvement. That's right. It's been a very linear rebuild. Very linear. At Whereas least a lot of, to go. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the time, a lot of rebuilds can dip and, you know, yeah. there's like... Like look at like Carlton at the moment or St Kilda, right? Where you have teams that sort of go up and down during the rebuild. But ours has been very, very steady. Um, so that's been exciting. Anyway, now we're seeing the fruits of it. Yeah, we're absolutely taking off. And what about that win on the weekend? Wow. What a win. So I was watching it in... Where were you watching it, actually? I was watching it, as I often do, by myself at 1am in bed. It's a bit sad, it isn't it? It's very depressing. It's a little yeah. bit different to being at the G. So I was in Las Vegas last weekend for a hen's party, yeah. as you do. Um, and I was literally sitting in bed um, with my headphones in. It was like five in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Everyone just off their face. Yeah, pretty much. It pretty pretty much. My friends like are all sleeping in the same room, and everybody's sort of like trying to block out the noise of me like screaming. <laughs> and um, you're not a very silent. Supporter. I'm not. I'm a really really loud. You think you're being quiet? You're still talking and exactly, mumbling and yelling. Exactly. Yeah. I'm still like you know hitting things and throwing things and things like that. So yeah. it was quite an interesting experience watching it there, but it was super fun. And what about Viney? I know. What a player, huh? Oh, I mean, I think we all just... made for finals. We all just forgot how good he is, I think. Yeah. Like, I think we forgot how central he is. I mean, there was one stage a few years ago before all of his foot injuries started happening where we honestly thought that he could be... He probably would have been one of the highest Brownlow... Um, he, he would probably have polled the most number of Brownlow votes for us. I think this would have probably been like around 2016 or so. He really could have pulled the highest number of Brownlow votes. And now, you know, we don't even really think of him in that in that sort of category. Well, look, I mean, I don't know if he has the, the kicking to ever be a Brownlow medalist. Um, he's a star and he's got everything else. Yeah. I think that's probably the one area that he's not quite at the level of someone like Clayton Oliver. Yeah, well, Pritis won a Brownlow kiss and that's all I need to sort of... We yeah. need to fall back on, right? I oh, mean, there's true. lots of players very who Very deserving Brownlow medals. Right, exactly. And like, Gorney might win a Brownlow this year, right? And Gorn's not the best yeah, kick I, in the team. but I understand, but, but Gorn's not a midfielder. But anyway, That's true. I but... mean, Viney's an absolute superstar. Yeah. And because our midfielder's been playing so well, I think we forgot how good he was. He honestly is exceptional. And it's and it was it was great as well because Gus didn't have a great game. That's an understatement. Well, yeah. I mean, he still kicked two goals, right? Yeah. And two crucial goals. So he still contributed. But right. he didn't have the be- his best game because obviously he was probably getting tagged. But it's so good to make... Like, it, that's why it was even more important that Viney stepped up. So, you know, even when one of our players is having not the best day, yeah. we still managed to, to dominate in the midfield. Well, midfield's feeling pretty midfield, bulletproof, isn't it? isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It's feeling like... I mean, people talk about how Melbourne now could have one of the great midfielders in the modern era, which is kind of... I, I'm sort of buying into that. I really think that we really could have one of the great midfields over the past, you know, in, in the years to come, over the past, like, 20 years or so. It's got a bit of that West Coast yeah, kind of 2006 does. feel, it? does, isn't it? yeah, yeah, except yeah. hopefully without the um, off-field indiscretions, <laughs> but, yeah. I don't care. They can do whatever they want if they play well. Well, honestly. but honestly, it does feel a little bit like the Cousins, Kerr, Judd yeah. sort of 
you know, Viney Oliver Brayshaw. It's it's exceptional. Yeah. And they're all just getting service from Max Gorn, who's like the Dean Cox of our time. Is there... Do we still need another outside player? Because that's always been our thing, that we're yeah. one, one player short in that midfield. Has Gus fixed that, or do I we still need someone? I think he has, to be honest, because his game is so outside. It's, well, it's a lot more outside than it is inside, isn't it? I think still think we could maybe use one more elite kicker into our forward line. Yeah. I still feel like sometimes we can get a bit sloppy. Oh, well, we de- that was definitely on display on against Hawthorne. I thought yeah. some of our kicks, particularly in the first half, some of our kicks inside 50 were not great. But then isn't this what Petrarca's meant to be doing? Right, right. And he was doing that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you were a bit harsh on him because he sprayed a couple, but I thought that was his best game. Yeah, I thought, I, know, I, thought, I, thought he, I thought he really lifted in the second half. I thought he really lifted. And he set up a lot of really good goals. It wasn't just the second half. It's was, it was just his quick his hands hand, His close. hands were really good. Oh, his hands were It's just fantastic. But we need him to be the kicker into the forward line. That's the yeah. sort of main role. So. And he's, he's getting there. I yeah. mean, he has so much depth on his kick. Yeah. Um, he's actually the opposite of Rowan Bale the way he kicks. Uh, just like super fast, deep Why kicks. is the comparison between Rowan Bale and Christian Petrarca? I mean, their careers have always been compared. For exactly. I, <laughs> I was just like, why are they sort of the two people who are parallels? Anyway. But fantastic. And for his best game to be in a close final. Oh, it was I think that's great. great for him. It was great for It would have been great for his confidence. And that kick in the first quarter. Oof. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but Neats, given that uh, this is Yom Kippur, as we've been informed. Yes. Um, is it time for us to repent to Simon Goodwin for um, all of it, all of our all, roles, of, the all of the abuse that we've held in him? Yeah, I think so. So, in honor of Yom Kippur, I'd like to apologise to Simon Goodwin <laughs> um, and express my appreciation for uh, Tom McDonald, mm. the advent of Tom McDonald. So, well, putting him in the forward line. I mean, Ruse tried it a little bit, but he, but Goodwin it's really clearly a Goodwin to fight, it. and yeah. he traded out Watts on the assumption McDonald would be in the forward line. And some were sceptical that that could hold Most up. Most of us were, really. We were very sceptical. Very sceptical. But uh, honestly, it was a genius It was a genius, genius move. He's got to be in the top five forwards in the comp right He's now. honestly yeah. a star. He could have been a Coleman, yeah. which is extraordinary to think that Tom McDonald, once upon a time, was you know our defender who couldn't really kick in the back line, could win a, could win a Coleman. It is amazing. And it's I, incredible. I cannot wait to see him go up against Rance yeah. in the next to the grand final. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm just intrigued about. How is he going to go against the best defender in the comp? Yeah. Uh, but he's doing everything. He's incredible. He's fantastic. Um, and he's such a reliable set shot. Yeah. And it's just, it's funny. And now I feel like his field kicking has also improved so significantly since yeah. he's moved into the forward line. Right. So maybe it had nothing to do with his... Well, he does less of the kicks across goal. Well, that's true. That's but the, I feel like... Tom McDonald special. Yeah, but maybe it's less a, a, it's, it's a one. It's a... It's interesting what confidence can do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Tom McDonald is a huge one. I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but milkshakes and pee. Even just recruiting milkshakes. Everybody was so sceptical about it. And Essendon supporters yeah. thought that they had gotten away with sort of grand theft auto with that trade because um, we paid, we traded, what, pick 25 or something for milkshake. Right. But what a genius trade it is. Absolute gem of a trade. It was trade. a gem of a trade. He's a star. That goal in the last quarter when we really needed it, he was everywhere in that last quarter. He was incredible. He was fantastic. And yeah. those are the kind of things I think you have to judge Goodwin on because the truth is he's been given a bit of a Lamborghini here. There's some absolute you think star... He's, you think he's in the Leon Cameron category? No, but I mean... Well, maybe. I mean, he's had some absolute star players, but where he should get credit is where he does things that people wouldn't expect. Like Tom McDonald, Milk, Milksham. I mean, Hibbard, it's not Hibbard so much... Hibbard was a gun at Essendon. He was a gun, but I don't think we would have gotten him if it wasn't for Goodwin, because they had that close relationship. Yeah. Uh, and then Harms as a yeah, tagger. Yeah, Chompers. That's, and and, I mean, and that was brilliant. how much it's lifted his own performance. Yeah. That is a really brilliant coaching move. No, so Goodwin has had a lot of successes. And they all kind of crystallized at once, I think, in this yeah, game. I, I mean, think so. all those players played brilliantly. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, he should get a lot of credit. I mean, it's difficult for us to say. I know we've been calling for his head multiple times. I think times it was probably podcast. four weeks ago. You said Goodwin should be sacked. No, I don't think I said he should be sacked. Did, did I Sydney say game. he should be sacked? Yeah. I think I said there was a culture problem at Melbourne and that Goodwin was not fixing it. <laughs> yeah. Which is cut which, off the head of the snake. Yeah, <laughs> basically, just kind of, exactly. If it was up to me, though, I probably would be sacking coaches every day. Though after we have a bad loss, wouldn't I? Yeah, I'm a little bit of a shock jock. No, I get like that sometimes as well. And to be honest. Given that he started at Melbourne, coming off his injecting fake tan, I think we're always a bit predisposed oh, to think he was so. very much a slimy so. operator. But yeah, yeah geez, he's, 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 he's really, showed a lot. It's quite impressive, actually, I have to say. Neats, this week's Rowan Bale Award for most underrated performance. Who are you giving it to? Mine is to go to Mitch Hannon. And for mm. one reason and one reason Six only. Six disposal games. Six disposal games. So it's really funny because I'm sure like most Melbourne supporters listening to this podcast, um, you went back and watched... Uh, the highlights from the game. If you just watch the highlights, you would think that Hannon had an absolute blinder because he was yeah. everywhere and he kicked um, he kicked a couple of goals and he set up a few goals. Yep. And you would honestly think that he just played a really, really amazing game. But really, he only had six disposals for the entire game, which is extraordinary. Do you think Hannon's our equivalent of Cyril Rioli? I don't just, think just so. Just low possession but incredible impact? Well, I mean, in this particular game, he definitely had. <laughs> He's no had a possession. lot of sub ten possession yeah, games. He ha- yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's funny because not many players can stay on the list when they have so many sub ten possession games. But Mitch Hannon, there you go. It's great. I mean, yeah. he's converting. It's a very volatile approach because it, if you just start missing some shots, because it's a very all or nothing approach, isn't it? it is it's all sort or nothing. of like I'm going to back myself to have maximum impact, and right. um, you know, and, and you don't really have much of a margin for error, do you? Yeah, exactly. But it paid off. I love Spargo's game Spargo's as well. Spargo's game is great. Also great 12 possessions, but he just used the ball so well. So well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been fantastic. So those small forwards are working really well. I think our man, Thomas Bug, is sadly watching from, oh, the, from the VFL. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? But yeah, it looks like that's what's going to happen. It's the end of him. Um, all right, questions for this week. This is really the key question. I mean, this isn't super insightful, but it's obvious. Can Frost and Oscar beat Kennedy and Darling? Well, firstly, know. who do you play on who? Oh, I definitely think you send Frost to um, to Kennedy and then yeah. Oscar to Darling. But I think it, it's going to be tough. I think ultimately, like everybody's sort of said, it's, you know, you give them too much supply and then we're just going to be toast because you can't yeah. keep those players down for too long. And, and Kennedy will outmark Frost most of the time. That's just that's just a reality of him being a really, really good player. So unless we beat them in the midfield, I just don't really see how we're going to have much of a shot. I agree with beating that. beating those two players. The thing about Frost is I think he's pretty good on the lead. Yeah. And cutting people off. Surprisingly, though, he does get pushed aside a bit in a one-on-one contest, and, as we saw on the weekend. Kennedy is a huge dude, isn't he? Kennedy is huge. He's massive. And Kennedy terrifies me. I think he's a classic person who people forget how good he is, partly because he's in the West, partly because he's had these injury issues. But they pretty much never lose when he plays. He's amazing. And particularly at home, he's just a, he's an absolute weapon. He can do everything, and he converts, right. and he's, he's exceptional, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I, and I just think that, you know... The reality is, is our strength is always going to be our midfield and that's mm-hmm. our X factor. So if we beat them up around the ball, you know, and get it inside 50 more often than not, which we usually do, and at least convert some of those opportunities, then we win. But, right. I, I, you know, just sort of relying on our defense to, to, you know, hold up, I think might not be the best tactic, particularly in this game. I agree. I agree. This is a game where Lever would have been really useful. Really useful. And it's also, I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on Gorn. And you have to remember, the crowd is going to be absolutely begging for blood, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and, and it's really, you know, I mean, they've had the luxury of the last two games having 90,000 people and, you know, so many Melbourne supporters just cheering for them. Yeah. But it's going to be tough to sort of keep your composure in the back line when you've got 
you know, 60,000 feral West Coast supporters just booing and hissing and abusing you. I mean, they did um, a few weeks ago. I mean, that's true. But I think that our midfielder was also performing quite well. And they yeah. didn't have that. They didn't have the two pillars, did they? That's they didn't true. have Kennedy or Darling. So it wasn't as stressful trying to outmark, you know, I mean, outmarking like Liam Ryan or Will Rioli, who in general, these guys should be able to outmark anyway, just on the basis of height. Right, right. Okay. Um, who gets tagged in this game? It's an interesting question. I mean, everybody's sort of been saying harms to Yo and then just sort of let Shuey do his thing. I think that probably makes sense. No, I disagree with that. I think I think Shuey's a very <coughs> taggable player. You think so? I think there's been a lot of games where opponents have really gotten under his skin, kept yeah. him to 15, 20 possessions. I mean, obviously, you don't want Yo to get 36 possessions like you did against Collingwood. Well, maybe the, the outcome is just let's tag Shuey and then... Yeah. Harms do it last time. Yeah, well. harms tag Shuey and then let's just make Viney go head-to-head with Yo. Yeah, just back our midfield in to, yeah. to do better than Yo and Redden and stuff like that. Yeah. I reckon our players are better, honestly. Uh, I think our midfield is definitely better. Yeah. Um, who does Hutchings go to for West Coast? It's an interesting question. We were discussing this before. Gus? I mean, he got tagged pretty hard and, and pretty well and effectively by um, by Daniel Howe last last yeah. week. Yeah, I w- wouldn't shock me if he goes to Viney. Viney just hasn't been playing enough minutes on the ground. Yeah, but when maybe he he'll plays, rotate between the two of them. He's so effective. Yeah, I mean, Hutchings usually goes to Oliver. Yeah, and that's worked okay for West Coast. Although I think Oliver was pretty solid last time. He got yeah. twenty odd possessions and. Um, I think Viney's the real inform. Oh, Viney was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And if you just sort of keep him on on the hook, and then maybe they, he could just rotate. Hutchings, I assume, will rotate off maybe Viney and Oliver or Gus or one yeah. of the three. Right. Um, but you can't tag all of them. That's the issue. You can't for them. You can't. Do you think we're going to have any issues with their small forwards? Yeah, I do. I mean, Jetta played amazingly last time on on Lacroix. Yeah. But they do have a fair few. They have a few. And these Willie Rowley and Liam Ryan are awesome. They're so good. And I think, I don't believe Liam Ryan played last time either. No, he didn't. He definitely Um, didn't play. Rioli played and had a couple of amazing moments. And I think it's a bit, I mean, their forward line's going to be up and firing, really. They've got two big forwards in Kennedy and Darling Guns. And then they've got Willie Rioli, Liam Ryan, and Mark So Because who have we got back there? I mean, Pig will go to one of them. Yeah. Um, But Pig's almost more of a tall player, really, in a way. Who else do we have? And I don't know if our players can really keep up with them, to be frank with you. I mean, they're just not really going to be able to keep up with how quick they are. I wonder if there's a little bit of a case for bringing in Wagner for Tyson. Yeah. I mean, Wagner played really well in the VFL. I think our biggest concern is going to be our defense. Yeah. And he just, to me, he shores it up a little bit more. Yeah. And he's quick and he's got the pace and he's a good tackler as well. Right. Wagner. And they might give Joel Smith the go because they're obsessed with Joel Smith. Yeah. That's another possibility. Yeah. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't mind that idea, actually. I do think it is going to be a little bit volatile. Their forward line is is, is clearly better than our forward line, I think, and, and sort of just really, really, really effective when they get get it forward, isn't it? Right, exactly. They're not going to waste their chances. Right. Um, Vince, off this game for a second, there's a lot of trade talk at the moment. Yeah. Damien Barrett's up and about. Oh, yeah. Talking his usual Love nonsense. Um, should we chase any big names this offseason? So do you mean good? like the Chad or Shiel? Yeah, those are the big ones, right? Um, or McGovern. Four clubs apparently into McGovern, which is interesting. Well, I mean, isn't he going to go to Carlton? The talk is there's four clubs and it's not necessarily Carlton. Well, why would he go to Melbourne, though? What's the value of that? Where would I he mean, play? Well... Are we just going to take Adelaide's back line and then just put it in, into our into our back line? Uh, well, I mean, there's two scenarios where he could be useful. I don't know if he's necessarily a priority, but... If we're not convinced about one of Oscar or Frost, yeah. he could absolutely fit in there. If we think that Hogan does want to leave, 
then he could be another forward. But I guess you'd argue um, McDonald and Wiedemann is sufficient, really, right? Right, I think so. so he's and maybe, and if Hogan it. does leave, it seems that we would have two very, very high first-round draft picks, in which case we'd probably try and draft one of the King boys or, or we'd probably draft a tall forward. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, That's right? That's true. Although we're kind of in the window. We don't want to wait five years. I mean, I agree with develop. that. But are we going to... I agree with that. But And I guess it's also no, not... We could have both, really. I mean, yeah. we could just hang on. If, if Hogan does want to leave and we have these two high first-round draft picks, we could use them at the draft and then, um, and then also get McGovern, really. That's true. That's true. Yeah. he's not going to cost us a high first round draft pick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a question, I guess. I think, I think Adelaide rate him higher than, than other people. But he's probably not our top priority. I mean, Wingard intrigues me. Yeah, he does me as well. Because it's interesting how so many years ago, a few yeah. years ago, he was like an absolute... He was a two-time All-Australian. Right. Which people just forget about. And he was um, that perfect link player into the forward 50. He would never have to do anything, any hardball contested work at no. all. Ever. No. Ever. It would actually be a dream role, really. It's just kick the ball. That would literally be his one brief is to kick the ball into forward 50 or just kick the goal. Exactly, yeah. So it's appealing. I just don't know how we're going to get him unless we trade Hogan, get, you know, pick five for that and then give that to Port Adelaide. They're not going to do it for less than that. Well, what are the dogs trying to do it for? I think, I mean, it's going to be a top 10 pick. There's yeah. no question. And he deserves to be a top 10 I mean, pick. he's a two-time All-Australian and he's right. still he's pretty still young. He's still pretty young, yeah. Yeah, and he's obviously had, hasn't had a great couple of years, but he's capable. Yeah, exactly. Um, otherwise, I mean, I can't see how we do it. What about Dylan Shield? You know I'm obsessed with Shield. I love Shield as well. I've always loved Shield. He's a but, superstar. But I wonder, though, I mean, you think about it in terms of raw numbers. He's like the sixth best midfielder at GWS, or the fifth best. Do you think he's the fifth best? Behind I mean, what, Kelly and... Behind Ke- Kelly, Canelio. Yeah. I don't think he's as good as Callum Ward. Callum Ward is oh, amazing. I think he's in the same bracket. Well, this year as well, I, he hasn't been as good as someone like Lockie Whitfield, who's right. been awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you've got sort of... I mean, maybe not six bests, but maybe... Like, even Scully, I mean, was close to All-Australian last year and has probably arguably outperformed Shield. Actually, no, Shield was All-Australian last year, come to think of it. But I think that's just a reflection as well of how good GWS is. Yeah, it's true, it's, it's true. Tells you that but, it is, but it is something to think about, that you're thinking about paying $1.5 million or some yeah. crazy amount of money for someone who isn't even the best midfielder in their own team. who's yeah. like, And he's relatively down the pecking order, really, in terms of people to get picked into that midfield. But, Nitz, for our team, let's just say hypothetically, we get this pick for Hogan. Obviously, that's highly unlikely to happen. Let's just say it does. Who would you give it for? Would you give it for Wingard or would you give it for Shield? I mean, I think Shield, because he's definitely more consistent and more reliable. But Wingard would be much more of a roll the dice kind of see what... You know, it'd be, it'd be a risky pick, but it could really work. I think Wingard would be fitting a need in our team more. I agree. But then again, you really can't have too many gun midfielders. Yeah. Imagine if we can just keep rotating them and you play Viney on 60% game time. Right, and, and if one of them is down... Exactly. Yeah. One of them is down, you stick him in the forward line. And yeah. like, like we did on... on um, right. Friday, right? So Gus wasn't having a great game. He went into the forward line. He kicked two goals. Rest and then Oliver in the forward rest line. Rest Oliver in the forward line. Like, yeah. it's it's really not... You do with some injuries. Yeah. You just kind of keep cycling yeah. in. Yeah. Now you've convinced me. Yeah, Shield would be awesome. Shield would be amazing. I just don't think we could afford him. No, I don't think so. And other clubs are more obsessive. Well, right? they need him more. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But what about... Question. What are we going to do about Don Tyson? Is he going to get traded? I think you have a position on that. No, I'm asking. <laughs> I'm uh, because I hear that North Melbourne are into him, and I'm asking what your North Melbourne's are. into everyone. That's true. Who North, is it? Does North, North Melbourne have an unlimited salary cap? It is true. They're chasing everyone. They're chasing They're Hall, Gaff, Pollock, Hall, Newman, and now apparently Tyson. How much is Newman going to cost, though? Really? Oh, he's an all right player. Are they How seriously going to fit? Well, I don't know. 
three hundred k or something. He's been he's a pretty he's been established. Yeah, but player. they're basically going to go for absolutely everyone, and they're going to get Josh Kelly next year apparently. So they're just going for everyone. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, but this is the the, the same question you put right, which is. Tyson has limitations, but do we want to get rid of him given he is depth? And we can rotate him in front of midfield if we have an injury. Well, what would we get for him? I think that's the issue. I don't think we get much. I mean, he's maybe worth pick, pick 30 if we're lucky. Gold, Gold Coast would give us that. Yeah, that's because they've just got too many picks. So I guess yeah. they, could, they could give us maybe. They could even but I don't think he'll go to Gold Coast. I don't know what he wants. Um, he'd look good at Gold Coast, wouldn't he? Why? Good skin. Just a bit of a rooster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit of a rooster on the Gold Coast. You do very nicely up in the Gold Coast. Um, That's really what they mean by fleeing into the team culture, don't they? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he wants to leave, fine. I don't think we're going to step in his way. But unless we have someone else coming through, I'm kind of comfortable. Just keeping him around? Because you look at our midfield depth, right? Outside of the starting 22, who are the midfielders who you think are going to break in, realistically? It's not that deep. I mean... Maynard looks alright. I mean, Billy Stretch, Stretch is right. was he was playing. Yeah, but he's fine. JKH is alright. It's not like yeah, we've got we've got a bunch of stars, but and they're all they're all not injured right now. They're, and they're, they're all playing. playing. That's yeah. true. But so we have an injury. I reckon you kind of want Tyson as part of that mix. Yeah. Even though you know, I don't love Tyson. His game on the weekend wasn't great, was it? It wasn't great. Um, yeah, you think he should be dropped this week? Well, I just wonder if they should possibly bring in Wagner or someone like that mm. to combat. You know. Liam Ryan or to combat sort of Willoughby Oli. Right. What about another X-Factor pick is Jeff Gull. Oh, no. That would be real out there. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're pretty three committed goals now. The weekend. I think they're pretty committed to the bug, uh, not bug, Spargo and, and Hannon combo. Yeah, but what's Tyson's role exactly? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, he was at half forward against Geelong. He seemed to be playing a decent amount of time at half back. Yeah, I'm not sure where. He does really look a bit lost. I kind of just think that they've either got to commit him to being in the midfield or not. Yeah. He's just, he can look a bit kind of slow of mind and foot. Yeah. Don't you think? Mm. Um, I don't know. I would, I would consider dropping him, but I also don't mind if we keep an unchanged team. Yeah. It is nice You don't that. want to keep sort of chopping and changing too much, do you? Yeah. Bernie Vince is playing in the VFL this weekend. That's right. Grand final. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Still got a chance of coming back. Hopefully, if we make it through. Although, I still think it'd be really unlikely, though. I mean, what are the chances that they're going to, if we do manage to, to pull an upset in, in WA, what are the chances that they put Bernie Vince in to the grand final. I mean... I just think he's too slow. You're playing Richmond and you've got these electric small forwards. Yeah. I don't think Vince can keep up with them. Yeah. Right? Even Lewis is going to be exposed a little bit against yeah. some of those players. I don't think we can play both in the grand final, mm. honestly. But never know if there's an injury, something like that. Um, predictions, Neats, quickly. Do we win? Uh, yeah, I do. I think we win. Um, I think we might kick. It's going to be super tight. Okay. I don't think we win because I think... Kennedy is going to decide this game. Yeah. And I think, I still think people forget how good he is despite his multiple Coleman medals and all that. I don't know. Yeah. I just think he's a superstar. But I think it'll be tight. Um, who's going to be the unexpected star for you from Melbourne? I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Vandenberg. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Very unexpected. Why? You know, because he's just like a battering ramp, isn't he? Oh. I just feel like he'll take someone out and I think that it'll be really helpful for us. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Mine's love gonna Baron be is gonna be Oscar. Oski Woski. You think he's gonna do a decent job on Jack Darling? I reckon he's been in really good form recently. 
Um, his field kicking is fantastic. Yeah, his field kicking is awesome. It's when become, did he become a really good field kicker? I have no idea. It's really strange. It's weird McDonald trait. At yeah. some point, you just at become really point, good at kicking. Yeah, yeah, it's really bizarre because I didn't think Oscar McDonald's um, kicking would be the, his X factor, but it's, his kicking is awesome. Yeah, I think it's part of it is I think he's worked out his limitations. Like yeah. he's not a very long kick. But he's very precise. He's very smart, though, about his kicking, though, yeah. isn't he? It's, yeah. it's really quite extraordinary. He just looks quite calm. And look, he was best on ground last time we played West Coast. Um, you think Oscar McDonald was best on ground last time we played West yeah, Coast? Yeah, because he um, took out Darling. Oh, and, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and that probably won us the game. Look, honestly, that was, that was, <laughs> it was pretty helpful that he did that. He basically ruined any chance of their forward line actually functioning, didn't he? Right. So, so I reckon opening bounce, he goes straight to Darling. Yeah, a little bit just push and another, shove. another one yeah. of those, uh, just take him out in the contest. Yeah, yeah mine as well. physicality of Love his it. to crush Darling. Love yeah. it. <laughs> um, who do we play next week? Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, I've got a feeling that'll be a super close game. You I think actually, Richmond versus Collingwood will be tight? I think that'll be the closest final Richmond plays. Ooh, interesting. I just have a feeling, I think Collingwood's a bit underrated. No, um, I think Richmond are just unbelievable, to be honest. I mean, Collingwood, I think... Uh, I think Collingwood are overrated, actually, I'd say. Hmm. I think that they're good, but look at them against Fremantle in the West a few weeks ago. They were shocking. They nearly lost. I think that, yeah, I think that Richmond... Look at us against St Kilda a few weeks ago. I, I mean, mean like, well, that was longer than a few weeks ago. That was like three months against ago. Sydney. I mean, I don't know. No, I know They've that. they some but aberrations, but they do a very deep midfield. They have a really good midfield. That's definitely, there's no doubt about that. But I think that their forward line, their back line won't be able to cope with um, Richmond's forward line. Yeah. Um, so next time we speak to you, we might be contemplating a last-minute trip to Australia yes. to see the grand final. Yeah, which may or may not happen. Um, I don't know if I can stomach the idea of Melbourne being a grand final, and me not being there. But. You would not be able to survive. I honestly think you should just book your tickets now. Please let us know if you think that Kieran should just book his tickets now. <laughs> I unfortunately don't think it's going to happen for me anymore. Yeah, I don't know either. Mm. But we'll leave that for our fair. Um, enjoy the game. Hopefully, we'll be speaking to you next week after a big win. Go Dees. Go Dees.